Welcome to Inside Yorkshire with Susan, bringing you intriguing details about the lives of people here in Yorkshire. So, come on in and join us. Hello, this is Susan here from Inside Yorkshire. Today I'm talking to County Councillor, Independent County Councillor John Blackie for the Upper Dales in North Yorkshire. Hello there, John. Hello, Susan. <laughs> I'd like to, to start off just asking you a little bit about your early life, really, John, where you come from and um, where you went to school, a bit of family background, if you don't of mind. Of course, by all means. I was born and brought up uh, in a town called Hemel Hempstead. It does share something in common with where I live now in Hawes, the letter H. Other <laughs> than that, uh, there's not a great deal in common between the two communities. But I was a very happy boy in Hemel Hempstead. We grew up there. My father ran his own business. It was a taxi and private hire business. My mother helped in the business. I went to school at a local school called Boxmoor School, sadly, completely bulldozed to the ground now. It was a small primary school. And then I went to St Albans School, which is in St Albans, is about seven miles from Hemel Hempstead. And then subsequent to that, I undertook a course of H-Tech education at Portsmouth Polytechnic, now grandly called Portsmouth University. <laughs> does that help? Yes, it does. What actually brought you up here then? Well, you're going to laugh, but it was my pursuit of old railway lines. Okay. I was up staying at Lake Windermere in one of the nice hotels there with my young family. And I said one day, I said, look, I said, you have a nice day around uh, Windermere. Enjoy yourself. It was a lovely sunny week that we'd chosen. I want to drive up to this place called Hawes Junction, which was a famous railway stop on the Settle Carlisle line, specifically to seek out the site of the stockaded turntable. I'm sorry to be such an anorak, but that's the way it is sometimes. <laughs> I've no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I do. Um, anyhow, some, some people will know what uh, it is. I got to Garsdale Station. It's now called Garsdale Station. Had a look round there. Decided to drive into Hawes and came about this wonderfully welcoming town and community. I you know, walked around the town. I seem to remember having something in one of the pubs. And I thought, what a lovely place to visit. Went back, finished my holiday in the Lake District, went back to the South. And then, lo and behold, six months later, by sheer coincidence, my younger sister, who actually now lives in Hawes, rang me up and said, Oh, uh, I've got a chance to borrow a friend's cottage. It's in a place called Gale. Would you like to come along with us as a foursome, leave the family behind in the hands of my mother? And uh, we agreed, and we came and spent a lovely um, weekend up here in the Dales, in Gale, just near Hawes. And then subsequently, so excited my interest, I purchased the property here. Yes, I was a second homer initially. <laughs> How long ago was that, John? The first property I bought, I bought a couple more after that. I was very fortunate. I was in a business that was making a lot of money. Was bought in 1980. 
Right. And I moved up eventually in 1985. The intention then was to set up a holiday cottage letting business. And that went off very successfully indeed. And then in 1988, I managed to buy a large shop premises and masonette right in the centre of Hawes, from which I operate my businesses now. Right, and where we're currently sitting, presumably. Indeed, yeah. This was originally a garage, a garage next door, and next door on the other side was what the previous owner called the glory hole. You would have seen it to believe it. Um, When I purchased the property, we created two shops at the front in the marketplace, two shops in what is called the Newkin, and we created offices upstairs. Those offices have subsequently been turned back into a masonette. Right, so uh, quite the landowner then, or a a property owner. I think it it was a very providential purchase, Mm. really, because it enabled me to actually develop on a number of fronts. I've always been a businessman. I've always worked for myself, Um, you know, the entrepreneur, the self-employed entrepreneur. Um, I've never been employed by anybody, and it enabled me to work a number of different businesses and enterprises. And so once it was purchased, you know, one developed those different businesses. Well, certainly I know that you're uh, involved with, with an awful lot of things around here definitely how and why did you become involved with government Um, local government indeed well again just like we've just been discussing about going up and finding Halls Junction Station uh, a coincidence sets you off on a new way in life the coincidence was where I had moved into in Gale uh, it was the next property on from the dairy, the Wednesday Creamery. And rushing into my office in 1992, and I can still remember it as clear as today, was a lady who I was employing to help me caretake some of the cottages, who was in tears. She said, I've just been to a meeting for all the employees at the dairy, and she was one of them, and we've been told that it's going to be shut down in three months' time. I was so incensed by the way Dairy Crest had actually treated this deeply rural outpost who had faithfully worked for the company that I immediately went to my Amstrad computer, which I had then, found some yellow paper and printed off 30 copies of Hoare's Home of Wednesdale Cheese Save the Wednesdale Creamery. And I walked through the town with those posters and handed them into every shop and service that I could find. And then half an hour later, walked back and every single one of them was exhibiting the poster. And that started my involvement in and my interest in local government and uh, local communities. And uh, yes, we saved the dairy in the end. It's gone on to great things. It's a wonderful enterprise. Uh, there, so you know that was a very successful engagement that's been taken forward by the former management staff. Um, and in 1995, I was elected to the parish council and elected the Richmondshire district councillor for Horse and the High Abbotside. 
quite a, <laughs> a lot of involvement there with, with that, I'm sure. I wondered if there are any new community projects that you'd like to promote and generate help with. Well, subsequently, I was then elected to be the county councillor in 1997. Mm. Then I decided that I really enjoyed, I get a real buzz out of Mm. helping the local communities, promoting the local communities, whether they be a community of one, an individual who runs into problems, as sometimes people do, or find some difficulties dealing with a local authority, or whether it be a community as a whole, I decided that perhaps I could offer more of my time to public service and employ people to help me in my businesses. That's worked very well. And I thought the first thing we ought to do was to see if we could set up what was called a community office. A community office, because we're so remote in the halls, to provide, and the mantra goes, local services locally accessible for the local communities. And here we are 20 years on, with a range of local services I would never, ever, ever believe we would be possibly be responsible for. Uh, but we are. And the whole community partnership, as it's called, the Upper Dales Community Partnership, is now acknowledged as a national beacon for deeply rural areas. And that makes me uh, very proud indeed. And it's just going from strength to strength. There's a number new projects I can talk to you about. Can I just say, I know that recently, and I think it is all up and running, I haven't driven past it, but the petrol station yeah. yes, was, that's, that's something that is successful. is successful now, hugely isn't it? successful. I was only going through them this morning with another person who's very interested in following our fortunes and actually seeing that it can be replicated elsewhere. Yes, we started with the community office, became a Richlandshire district council office, cash office. People come and pay council tax. People could come and pay uh, council rents. Then the police joined us. We still had the police. Then the county council joined us and we moved into much bigger premises. We started here. Mm -hmm. This was the original community office. Moved into bigger premises. They brought in the Hawes Library. The six-station internet cafe, very well used, particularly by the number of Eastern European people who live in the Upper Dells, particularly those who work at the dairy. Then we had the Little White Bus, community uh, minibus service, which has now expanded to 10 buses and one 4x4. Next on the list was the post office, the sorting office, the two branch offices in Astrig and Bainbridge, and subsequently there's the Dalehead Community Petrol Garage, the first community-run garage in all England, and we were also very heavily engaged as a community land trust in delivering four affordable houses to rent in perpetuity, just near where you live, in Arkhamgarfdale at, at Langthwaite. So there's a huge range of services there. They're providing employment for 25 people, all local, full and part-time. 
So their wages, salaries end up going into our local economy. And we engage with a team of 60 volunteers, mainly, but not exclusively, little white bus drivers. And and we run all the local bus services in the Upper Dales. So it is really now a very substantial, not-for-profit community company and social enterprise, which I head as the executive chairman, bracket volunteer, close brackets, along with a number of volunteer board of directors, um, but quite clearly making a very sizable contribution, I think we can claim, to the economic and social well-being of the Upper Dales, and long may it continue. Well, yes. Here, here, I would say, I know particularly the Little White Bus has been such a, a wonderful thing for people over my understanding of, of the difference it's made in Swaledale, for instance, and I'm sure here in Wensleydale too. The, the Little White Bus has been a brilliant service, I've got to say. It's an award-winning service. We won the Yorkshire Post Rural Award as the Community Group of the Year for that particular service. The joy of the Little White Bus is, you know, the number of volunteer drivers that we have. People, by and large, who want to pay back the community that, generally speaking, have welcomed them, you know, when they've moved into the area. Although we do have a number of locally born and bred drivers as well. But what it provides, because we're using volunteers, is a service that was much, much better than would ever be if there wasn't the Little White Bus service there. Mm. All the county council could afford would be probably a return service from Keld to Richmond and back three times a week, just one service. We now provide four return services a day between Reef and Richmond and the Prince's Gate and two return services a day, six days a week, which go right up to Keld and come back down to Richmond. And I do believe that it has made a difference to people living in Swaledale. There are times when he's been such a victim of his own success. We've sadly occasionally had to leave one or two passengers behind. But um, unfortunately, that, that does happen. It's much better, perhaps, having a full bus than just driving around fresh air. And the joy is that it's been so well supported by the local community and visitors alike. Yes, it, it has. It's it's wonderful, I must admit. Although sometimes the drivers, are, it's, it can be a little hair-raising yes, <laughs> around, around these tales yes, roads. Uh, yes, I, I do understand. It um, depends on the, which volunteer yeah, driver you uh, get. I, I mean, quite pleasantly, <laughs> I mean, these are people giving up hours, days, oh, I know. weeks of their time. Mm. Just once in a while, even I think perhaps their driving is a little bit to be desired. <laughs> but fortunately, you know, we're not as if we're going round Brands Hatch or Silverstone. There are things called walls that will keep you at least within the roadway if you stray <laughs> off the roadway. And yes, I am aware that there are one or two drivers that perhaps drive faster than others. I think it's not so much that they're driving fast, no, it's, it's the yeah, bends in the yeah, road yeah, that yeah, make yeah. it feel more so, certainly. The, the, the buses, I mean, the bus that runs up and down Swelldale, of interest perhaps to your listeners, that does, unbelievably in the summer, 240 miles a day. Wow. Think about it, multiply that by six, because mm. that's what it does a week. 
So, you know, they are subject to a lot of hard wear and tear. The roads aren't overly suitable, perhaps, in some cases. And there is quite a lot of bends. There is a little bit of sway. You're quite right. It's mainly not the the speed of the drivers, but the type of roadway that they're going across. Certainly. Okay, I was just wondering if um, how you actually saw the the role of local councils evolving in the next ten years or so. I think a lot of it, of course, depends on the funding that were allowed by central government. The trend has been since the economic crash in two thousand and eight that there's been a reducing amount, very severely mm. reducing amount handed over to local government. I think that's a poor way of dealing with what we do because quite clearly a lot of the services we provide, particularly in a a rural or deeply rural area like the Upper Dells, are essential services. And if we don't provide them, then they're going to be accessed miles away by people. Therefore, time, mileage, distance, cost. And so um, I'm very sad that um, clearly the era of austerity is upon us, and I believe it might get even worse in the future rather than any better. I like to think that what we've done here in the Upper Dells is the antidote to austerity in so far as we can. We can't do everything, but I think the range of services that I've spoken about does prove that sometimes the best people to provide services within the community are the community itself. And I'm very proud that when there was quite a lot of national news about taking on the filling station, it seemed to capture the imagination of the public. I guess anything first is uh, something that you, you do look up and take notice of. A number of national press reporters, media reporters came to see us and we ended up with the title for example in the daily mail <laughs> self-reliant capital of england oh, that's and, wonderful. and unbelievably in the times the majestic times we were described as the northern powerhouse how fantastic is so that? that i thought that was wonderful <laughs> i understand that there's some talk about um about traffic lights in halls. Yes, they, that's causing a bit of fuss they, at the they, moment, they, isn't it? It's causing a great deal of fuss at the moment. I can assure you, I've got a number of people in today. I don't know. Uh, we will be having a very big parish council meeting about it on the sixteenth of July, and mm. I've hired uh, a large room because I expect a very big turnout. The proposals have been put forward, which have been put forward by officers of the county council without any consultation with me, the local county council or the parish council, are simply unworkable. But uh, no doubt we're going to have to go through all the motions of consultation and hopefully then they'll conclude they are exactly that, uh, ready to be kicked into the North Sea. Let's hope so. Otherwise, my life won't be worth living. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> well, you're usually pretty successful. You fight a good fight. I'll give you that. Oh, chance. that's kind of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, we've had some successes. Yes, you have, certainly. Now, one thing, when you're telling me about where you come from, somebody mm. told me, I don't know if this is true or not, that you actually took the London Black Cab knowledge test. No, I didn't. So you didn't. That, that's that's, that's a, something that's been That's been a rumour about a rumor. me for years. Right. Um, and I did notice that 
there was actually an anonymous letter sent to the county council uh, because they claimed that I had some conflict of interest about a, a transport provision. It was to do with the little white bus. I think it was a commercial operator who was rather mm. envious of our success. And I saw in that particular anonymous letter that they actually said, we know that Mr. Blackie is a fully qualified black taxi driver from London. Well, that's just fiction. <laughs> that's fiction. Absolute okay. fiction. But anyhow, I, I enjoyed reading it. <laughs> right. If um, Just a couple of... Um of amusing questions to ask you now. certainly. Um, if, well, firstly, if money was no object mm-hmm. and the sky was the limit, what would you like to have a go at? Would you feel you have a go at just about everything? If you're talking about something for the local community, I'd love to think that if money was no object, we could have a swimming pool because that's... It's a, a long way to go to the nearest pool It is a very long way yes. to go. And we had, we put in a lottery bid... We had the land, we had the planning permission, we put in a lottery bid, and it was rejected rather harshly, in my view, without considering the best interests of a rural community like Hawes. It appeared that, you know, the 20-minute drive time to a swimming pool applied to everywhere other than places that were beyond 20 minutes from the drive. Anyhow, we didn't get the bid. We we tried our very hardest. I'd love to think a swimming pool uh, would come here to Hawes. As regards my own personal ambitions, I do enjoy travelling. I've got to say that. My oldest daughter now, Caroline, she was working with Monarch and sadly got made redundant at 3.45 in the morning last October by text. By text? By text. She'd never heard from the company ever since. I've still got it on my phone. I remember her sobbing down the telephone. Anyhow, sometimes out of adversity comes success, and she now flies with British Airways. Oh. And some of the places that she's flying to is rather exciting. I wouldn't mind going there. I wouldn't mind going there. So, was, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing some travelling. But, you know, everything within order. I, I do enjoy, frankly, I get a buzz from just trying to run push the communities forward. I, I, I enjoy it. I, I have had not the best of track records in Ill, Ill health over the last 10 years. I've been very, very, very well cared for by the brilliant James Cook and the uh, Friaridge and the wonderful NHS that we have here. I will not have one single word said against them. I will stand up to be counted if they try to take those wonderful services away, mind. And I find that the best way to deal with ill health is not to sit looking out the window feeling sorry for yourself, but get yourself involved in some work. And that's been my way of actually overcoming. There's been some difficult times. The other way of dealing with it also is, of course, I've got a small army of very kind carers who keep an eye on me take my laptop away when I've been doing too much. <laughs> they don't take the laptop away, they hide the power lead. And, <laughs> so um, it runs out of battery. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm a person that frankly prefers to be busy. So travelling for as long as I want to travel, then back and just getting behind and doing the business. I right. enjoy it. That's good. Um, can you tell me then your favourite place? Do you have a favourite place? I probably have a favourite place in the 
Bay of my house in Skyrend at Hardrum. I live just below the falls, the waterfall at Hardrum. There's a bay window there that I can sit in in one of those chairs that recline. You have the lovely view in front of you. I'm very, very fortunate indeed. You know, I bless my... I count my blessings every day. A lovely view. There's a river running by. There's a whole feast of different birds on my bird table. I'm very happy there. I don't see anything more elaborate than that. Home is where the heart is. Um, I was just thinking, that's such a lovely thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, just to say thank you very much, John, for agreeing to talk to us today. And... um, Onwards and upwards with all of your projects. Well, that's very kind of you. Um, I really enjoyed doing this. I hope, you know, there's some interest in what I've had to say. There will be interest, though, to your listeners in telling them that we are now selling probably the cheapest fuel in North Yorkshire, other than at the very, very big supermarket forecourts. Uh, our price today in the Dalehead Community Garage is £1.25 a litre for unleaded, pound twenty-seven a litre for diesel. I think that's very competitive. You've Hugely just, competitive. You, I, I actually travel yeah. widely to find the best price. Mm-hmm. I well, should come over here more you, often. You should come up with an empty tank. <laughs> I'll, I'll fill up before I go home. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, that particular venture has been a runaway success and it's providing great benefits to the local community, who by and large spend far more than most communities on travelling costs because we are so remote. Well, this is it. It's a distance to get anywhere, Absolutely. isn't it? Can I also just say, if anyone wants to contact you about anything local that they need advice on, would they just get you through the Richmondshire well, the best one to, the best one is the county council website. Right. I tend to use that one uh, uh, there. So there's an email address there, my telephone numbers there. I'm very approachable. I'm busy at times, of course, mm. but I will always do my best there. And I would welcome anybody wanting to contact me. I should actually say we are de- developing these houses, these affordable houses to rent in Arkengarfdale. But our ambitions don't just stop at Ark and Garfdale. It's an Upper Dales Community Land Trust. So quite clearly, if there is an opportunity of putting a couple of houses for local people in some of the smaller communities in the Upper Dales, I would very much welcome a discussion with any landowner who might be interested in perhaps um, providing a site. That Yes, that would be very worthwhile. And I understand then that the... Houses will be for local, oh, yes, for, become, for locals in, in perpetuity. Is yeah, it? They, they will always be available for rent, they are mm. beyond what's called the right to buy. There will be an allocations policy which clearly gives number one priority to local people, local families. But then, if there aren't enough available, then it goes beyond that, and of course. For example, in Ark and Garfdale, as you know, there's a very substantial employer in the CB Inn. Occasionally, he needs additional staff accommodation to keep his pub going, which delivers such a benefit to that particular Dale. But no, they will be there to benefit the local community, I can assure you. That sounds good. Okay, well, thank you very much, John. Well, thank you thank very you. much, Denise. Thank you for your interest. Okay. All the best. <laughs> thank you. Goodbye.